Hello, we've saved you a seat. Welcome to Train Station at 8, a place to gather with friends and talk about music for a while, particularly video game music. This is episode 19, which is not an exciting number in pretty much any way, but it's going to be an exciting episode anyway. This is going to be an episode about inspiration in video game music. And joining me to talk about that is my brother, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Um, hello, I'm the first name you think of when you hear the word inspiration. Um, but I think 19 is a special number, because okay. I think that's how old I was when we started podcasting. Oh, wow. So this is yeah. your fourth anniversary? I guess. I don't know. If that's how math works. Sure. <laughs> <I think it's. laughs> uh, also joining me is uh, Raheem, a.k.a. Megaran, and he is a teacher rapper hero, according yeah. to his website. Uh, and does some video game remixing and, and uh, music stuff of his own. Hello, Raheem. Hello. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm awesome. Good that is here. great. I, I mean, We're actually, very, that is awesome. Yeah, that is both <laughs> awesome and great. And I'm, I'm super excited to have you on the show, especially because I realized we narrowly missed inviting you in the middle of a tour, which probably would have been impossible or torturous. <laughs> yeah, that would have been tough. <laughs> Because that has happened before. I've been really excited to invite someone, and they're like, well, your podcast sounds interesting, but I'm currently driving all over the country right now, so I'm a little bit My wife is probably going to be horrible. Yeah, um, yes, everywhere. <laughs> I don't want to do a podcast from 3G. Um, also joining us is fellow podcaster, game journalist, and member of Disembodied Voices, <laughs> Zachary Walton. Hello, Zach. You, you just had to put the game journalist on there, didn't you? Yep, <laughs> I did. Um... But yeah, I'm back again, and more or less uh, because I was told that Mega Ran was going to be here, and I kind of freaked out. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Zach yeah. is a returning fighter. He was last on the show for our Wind Waker podcast, which yeah. I think turned out really good. Um, so yeah, no, if, if Zelda inspires you, Zachary, then we can continue the trend. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So speaking of inspiration... I'm inspired to start with question number one here. Oh, jeez. No, that's a bad segue. <laughs> I like it. Um, question number one is a pretty simple one. What have you been listening to? Oh, man. Okay, so I've been driving for the past two weeks. Oh. I've been listening to so much. Um, that's the best part about being on tour is just being yep. able to play new music and listen to other people's new music. And So I've been listening to actually my tour mate's music. So mm. my friend Tim White performs under the name D&D Sluggers. <laughs> and, okay. um, and he makes chiptune punk. It's like pop punk. Um, it's just such good stuff. Um, so I've been listening to his new album called Hot Banana. And okay, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> Oh my God. You gotta check it out. I mean, it's stuff about video games. It's like about relationships. It's all created on two Nintendo DSs and oh, wow. a guitar. So you gotta check it out. It's such good stuff. That sounds really cool. That's hot banana. Do you find that like on Bandcamp or where does he? Yeah, it should be Bandcamp, iTunes, anywhere that fine music is purchased. <laughs> That's really. I, I feel like I hear people making music on Game Boys all day long, but you said DS. Yes, on the, on the Core DS10 program. Okay, that's really cool. That huh. seems uncommon to me. I've never Maybe heard of that. Yeah, neat. neat. I will check that out. Mm-hmm. It's some good. Looks stuff. like it was on Indiegogo, but yes, it was. He did an Indiegogo for the album, mm. and it worked out really well. Awesome. Well, I, I respect his naming skills, so I, I'm curious <laughs> to hear that. Naming um, all right, then. Is that mostly what you've been listening to or anything else? Um, yeah, I uh, guess also a friend turned me on to a group called Buke and Gase. Hmm. Um, really awesome stuff. Uh, Buke and Gase is, I forget where the where the actual name came from. It's because of what they, the instruments they use. Hmm. Um, they use the the heck is it called the buke is like a six string ukulele okay and uh yeah it's it's some really fun stuff um really interesting um and the gaze is a guitar which meets a bass so it's oh. a combination combination instruments it does make sense 
Like, yeah, that name so. made no sense until you said that. And then it's like, oh yeah, that's the perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's some really good stuff. Um, I really enjoy it. It's, it's some great indie pop experimental stuff, and um, I've been listening to a lot of that on Spotify. That's so cool. that and Hot Banana have been making my last my yeah. last weeks. Well, they have some pretty interesting SEO going because I type Buke into Google and they come up as like the fourth result. So nice. Apparently, not many uh-huh. other people are trying to use Buke for their no. internet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, that's awesome, uh, Zachary. Right. Um. So, like last month, I'm not sure when last month, uh, but like Infected Mushroom put out their uh, last of their uh, friends oh, on yeah. mushrooms, mm. like um. um yeah, things and it's like you know, Volume Three um, uh, is really good stuff. Although, I mean, like the whole, I mean, like uh, the conceit of the friends on mushrooms, like um, uh, EPs, has been to like you know bring in some of their friends and like you know have them you know do these collabs and stuff. But Volume Three only has uh, one collab and three tracks just by them. So, like, I don't really know. Like, I mean, like you know, so I guess the. So I guess the, the and, and I mean like so so I guess the third one is actually more of a like you know friend on mushroom not sort of friends but hmm. um, but it's still really good stuff uh, they're still I guess like trying out new sounds um, it's really I mean like it's 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 been a lot of fun following them the past like you know like eight years and just seeing them grow mm-hmm. from you know like more of the like more of a like um, a trance kind of group to where they are now to where it's more like a trance infused with like punk and pop and yeah like, other and it's 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 been fun and they and and they were saying that where they're now they're actually trying to, to fund a movie so what uh, yeah what we'll is that see gonna be they, um I have no idea but they were talking about um that they're going to start up a Kickstarter soon to their to to where they want to like raise like like. One point five million dollars to film like a three D movie of them on tour. Oh, oh, okay. wow, okay, so, that's interesting. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard one of their albums, which was the twenty twelve one, Army of Mushrooms. Yes. Uh, so I don't really know where that fits into good. their arc. Like, how similar is that to everything else they've they've done and what they're doing now? Um, I think that so like um. Uh, that album, I think, fits in more closely to Legend of the Black, like, Shawarma, which was, like, I think, like, two, 2010 or something. Yeah. And, like, that was more, I guess, of, like, they're more of, like, trying to infuse vocals into their stuff. And, like, I guess that that was more of, like, them being kind of more like a band at that mm-hmm. point. To whereas in Friends on Mushrooms is definitely kind of going back to how they were to to where it's just like, you know, um, uh, two guys just hammering out stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so how many songs are on that? Uh, four songs. Uh, each, well, actually, Volume 3 has four songs. Like, Volume 2 has, like, six, and Volume 1 oh. has four, I think. So cool. I feel like I, I peek in to see what Infected Mushroom is doing maybe, like, once a year. And I'm, I always enjoy it, but then never really... <laughs> you know, follow follow them or add it to my library or anything. Mm. So let's let's take a Zachary personal recommendation here. If I were to start with one album and just give it a good subtle chance and listen all the way through, which one would you which one do you think I should start with? Uh Vicious Delicious. Which is okay. their like two thousand seven album, I think. And that okay. one is actually kinda of what uh, turned me on to liking them a lot. And I mean like it's I guess their most like approachable album. Approachable, despite having ridiculously creepy cover art. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, all right, that's cool. Is that mostly what you've been listening to? Have you been listening to, like, I don't know, your computer fans? <laughs> um, and I guess, well, I mean, and I actually got the Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack, so... I've- oh, that's awesome. that is it? a great soundtrack. Um... Well, I bought it. <laughs> I actually bought it off of the um, uh, Square Store, but it won't be here for you know a, a while. Uh, so, so I so I went and just you know like uh, so I went and uh, got it through uh, less than scrupulous means until I actually get the uh, real thing in. It's always a, a a dodgy question to say where do you because yes. you're always worried someone's <laughs> going to say um you know places places <laughs> that one website. Well, I was so close to um buying that soundtrack, mm-hmm. even though I only played, like, 
I don't know, four hours of the game or something. Um, and my, my rationale for that with big RPGs or MMOs is always like, I don't want to buy the soundtrack until I experience the music for myself. Mm. But I'm never going to experience all of the music in a game that large. Yeah, so right. it's the same thing with Guild Wars. Guild Wars 2, I mm. love that soundtrack. Um, but I just never actually buy it because I say someday I'll make it out to every single continent, <laughs> and do every single raid or whatever. We but totally had time for that, yeah. That's um, super. I should do yeah, that. I, I, like I haven't kept up with Final Fantasy music since, like, Final Fantasy 1. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember really enjoying what I've heard of 13's music, actually. I'd be interested to get that soundtrack because it had a That's really an interesting soundtrack too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Matthew just put out. I saw that. Uh, That's on what made YouTube. me think of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. AKA uh, Major Third, um, uh, two-time guest on this podcast. He's not two-timing. He's <laughs> um, and yeah, he put out like yeah. a a cover of Final Fantasy Thirteen with the uh, Final Fantasy Six inspired uh, like instrument set, so basically it sounds like it's running off an SNES, and it's very cool. Right. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. You know, that very nice stuff. What you just said here made me want to do a quick informal poll. Do you say SNES, or do you say SNES? Um, I usually just go for the full SNES. I just never grew up saying SNES for some reason. Zachary? SNES. SNES. And what about you, Raheem? <laughs> I was SNES, yep. but um, I did have a couple of friends who said SNES. Exactly. I feel like I change every time I say it. But well, Brian, uh, are you telling me you don't walk into a conversation and say, I played a really good game from the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? It's, no, uh, no, I don't classic. say that, but I do say I played a great game for the G-A-M-E-C-U-B-E um, all the time. So Good. I remember how Nintendo was always pushing for people to use GCN? Oh, yeah, the GameCube Or the GameCube acronym. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. They, just, they forced it everywhere. All the websites had to do... Yeah. GCN instead of just huh. GC. I don't know. That was right. weird. Um, Steven? Yes. You listening to music, I hope. Um, I have. I've been listening to Prime Legacy from um, uh, Hydro Car- Carbo Hydro M. Is that actually Metroid? Um, it is not Metroid, Aww. unfortunately. Hmm. Um, but it is, it is a soundtrack to a classic space shooter that doesn't exist. Oh, right. Yeah, he told us about that. Yes, he did. He was on the last show, mm-hmm. um, and it's a very, very good. It's, it's you know, but he was on the last last show. He was two shows ago. Oh, he was. Yeah, we. Oh, you're right. Show. Or in the future. Yep. Um, yeah, he was telling us a bit about it um, mm-hmm. on that episode, and it still uses his signature upbeat guitar sound, right? But it also has a lot of chip tuny stuff to back it up, hmm. um, which almost sounds kind of generic. Yeah, I was wondering. But if you like his style, which is that uproariously fun to listen to, like yeah. never stops moving happy sort of beat, mm-hmm. it's all there, but it has a completely different tone to it. It's using different instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I I heartily enjoyed it. I listened to it like twice all the way through. Um, that was good. Um, I, also, I also got... Um, Alexander Brandon's Just Fun in the mail. I don't know if you guys are keeping track of that, but Alexander Brandon, who is... Um, he did Jazz Jackrabbit. I think he even contributed to Dust um, and Elysian Tale. Oh, Earth wow. And he has my respect. I mean, that was mostly Hyperduck, yeah. but I, I, I think he worked on that a little bit. Um, hmm. But this was a Kickstarted album. I remember that. Um, I think we had someone plugging it, but I can't remember who now. Was it... Jason? Was it Jason Napolitano? It might have been. I would have to look have been. Someone was telling us about it. I believe it was probably Pro. Jason Napolitano. Yeah. It probably, he was probably doing PR for it, Yeah, um, if I was to guess. Um, but it um, it's kind of caught me off guard with how good it is, because apparently a lot of um, really talented people helped work on it. Um, I was talking to Alexander a little bit on Twitter, and... Uh, like Jillian Aversa did vocals for it, and mm. uh, uh, Zircon um, did some work on it. Yeah, he did the same track. He did like the whole middle section. Um, I think since we have to say his name every episode, oh, Jake Hoffman <laughs> contributed. Did Grant Kirkhope contribute? I don't think so. Unfortunately, Grant Kirkhope was not involved. Um, so yeah, my physical copy showed up in the mail about a week ago. Hmm. Um, it's it's um. It, the production is just stellar. 
Like, the, the, the style of it just jumps all over the place. But every single song has a really strong identity. And it's just, like, polished to a sheen. Um, and I guess you could probably buy it on Bandcamp at this point. I don't know, because I, I backed it. But um, it really is worth looking into. It's kind of hard to, like, just give a, like a, a simple rundown on what its theme is. Like, the cover art is, like, clearly Sonic inspired. Well, I remember like Sonic. you were telling me about it, and you're like, it's almost like they made this just for fun. And, I'm, and you're like, as you like, said it, you realized that was the name of the album. Yeah, uh, so... I mean, I, I guess, guess aptly named? Aptly named. Very mm-hmm. fun to listen to. Yeah. So. Um, what else, though? The rest has just been... Uh, kind of in the background stuff. Mm. I've been trying to listen to Spotify since you keep recommending it. It's great. It is great. I just get frustrated. Why? Because I'll, like, pick an artist or whatnot and then try to make a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't... They, like, keep looping the same songs that I've heard over and over again on other radios. Yeah. Oh, every, um, yeah. Every internet I know, radio thing is... I know, but just how am I supposed to discover new music when they play Death Cab from Cutie again? What are you singing your song on? Um... I did one, one based on Snow Patrol, the okay. the whole uh, band. Um, and that makes sense why they'd go with that. Yeah, it does make sense, and I like the song. I'm not saying I don't like the song, but but typically uh, what I'll do is like if there is an artist I like that pops up in the radio, I'll go into the artist and start listening to like an album from them that maybe isn't played very often. Like you're you right, I just have discovery than that. It's it's not going to be always stellar. If you're just going in for the radio, that is not what I primarily yeah. use it to. The reason it's so much better than something like Pandora is that you can go into all of the artists' work and choose what you want to listen from them. So that's what I makes guess it so good. And then build up a I, library and start like yeah. shuffling a favorite playlist and then buy the music that you discover on like iTunes or something. So And I kind of realize that. I can't just Stop complaining. and have <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that, but because you're logical and stuff, but <laughs> Um, I agree, though. I, I'm driving while I do it, so I don't want to fiddle with the iPhone a whole lot. you go with the whole, like, uh, album, but I agree. I, I created, you know, that punk uh, playlist I've been doing, and it got to the point where it was, like, playing the same seven songs on loop. It was ridiculous how much it had, like, narrowed it down to these few things. So that that got a little frustrating, but... Mm-hmm. But it is an, an, an extremely well-made app. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of has everything, so... Mm-hmm. I feel like Pandora has the whole the shuffle thing down a lot better than any other of the apps. I've Interesting. Tried. I haven't gone back to them in a long time. Uh, yeah, I think the art the artist radio works a lot better. It's a lot more variety than. That's and good. it seems to it seems to know you pretty well. I mean, they have all types of algorithms in there that that um make for some good stuff popping up that that is right right usually up my alley. So I recommend their artist radio more than any of the other ones. That's neat. Okay, that, that's good to know. I I used to use Pandora. I yeah. I still felt like at some point I I couldn't find a way out of the hole I had trapped myself in. <laughs> they had me they had me pigeonholed well, but I was stuck in that pigeonhole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Spotify is a nice break from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it's so, fun to create like a playlist after a song you would never think to do that on. Yeah. See where it takes you. Which is not what I did when I said let me listen to every Al Al City song because I just like listening <laughs> to every Al City song. I don't care what Spotify you say. has you covered. Then I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I've actually checked. <laughs> Anyway, that's pretty much it for me. What have you been listening to, Brian? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Nights recently. Uh, Nights into really? Dreams, yeah. That makes me so I happy. love that music. It is some of my favorite video game music. Oh, it's, um, it's like, it's just, he'll take this basic, like, you know, he'll play on a certain um, scale, and then he'll just play with it for, like, eight minutes. Yeah, and then everything. solo a flute, and then solo like a little fake bagpipe, and then go into this uh, other section where he has more of a rhythm going, and then just go off in another direction. And he just has so much fun with this, with um, with the one concept for a song, and he's able to do so many variations of it because of how the game worked. Yeah, um, because like the game, as you interacted with the world, it would subtly change the music. It basically let him write eight minutes or nine minutes of music for every level. Um, and then they would interact with the game. So that was really cool. Um, and weirdly enough, makes for amazing listening outside of the game. 
Exactly, especially since it had to be all stringed together like that. You'd mm-hmm. think it would be awkward and jarring and boring to listen to, but it's the opposite oh, of that. No. Um, did you guys ever own a Saturn at some point? No. <laughs> not a Saturn, honest. <laughs> yep. Zach, I really can't... You didn't... You haven't owned a Saturn, have you? I haven't actually owned, like, a... I'm pretty sure that I never actually owned, like, a... Uh, a console made by Sega, like, <gasps> until I was, like, 22 when I got Genesis. Oh, my that's gosh. really interesting. <laughs> wow, yeah. We, 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 I mean, we owned one before that, at least, but there's no real reason to own a Saturn. Not since Steven bought you Knights on Steam. Yeah, not since I bought you now. Now there's no and reason. And you at all. really didn't like it. Oh, well, now I'm sad. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? That sounds <laughs> like Knights. It really did. Yeah. Um,. All right, Kapow. I thought someone was uh, like, anything else? Hates that booze. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, a couple other things. I've been listening to um, more of that punk music, but I've been kind of getting out of that, switching on to listening, listening to some more Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's, oh man, I feel there was something else I was listening to a lot of, and it's not coming to mind, so we'll go ahead and move on. Good call. Uh, thank you. Um, to question number two, and this gets onto our main topic here, uh, is there a specific moment you recall music giving you inspiration? Specifically game music. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so what would that moment be for you? Uh, for me? Yeah. Um, well, gosh, there are so many though. Mm. Um, back in the day, and it was particularly, it was, um, DuckTales over any Oh, yeah. And, um, the moon theme of DuckTales uh, mm-hmm. was one that when I first heard that tune, I instantly ran to my, uh, I had this tape recorder. I remember it was this bright red tape recorder <laughs> called the Kid Quarter. And, um, uh-huh. and I used, to, and I set it right by the TV and hit the record button or record and play at the same time yep. and recorded on this cassette. And I just with would sit in the corner of the stage and just let the music play <laughs> and just record it for as long as I could, as long as it was like maybe two or three loops of it. Um, and then when that wasn't enough, I actually hooked up my NES to my VCR and I would record like walkthroughs of the game going through oh, it. Yeah. And, you know, and that was, I guess I was doing let's play before, before anybody knew. It <laughs> but, That's um, fantastic. But it was mainly like, just so I could hear the music over and over again and like and be able to rewind it and things like that and to see and just to relive that experience over and over again. And so uh, that totally got me into a creative mode where I started writing music that, you know, that I could that I wanted to hear in a video game like DuckTales, you know, so. So you think that it like was, inspired you to write your own music? I think so. Um, I was already making music. But it definitely inspired me to to make music that was more fun and uh just more broad that I felt like could fit into um into video games. Mm. Uh, I was a huge video game addict, but at the same time making hip hop, uh, I just never felt like hip hop and video games could go together in That's a way ridiculous. that they could never work. You know, I, I never not. ever no. thought it could work out and 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 not only be creative and fun, but to be good. You know, so mm. so that's what I struggled with, and I, I felt like I fought it for a long time, and then yeah. eventually, a long you know, years later, I'd come back and I would hear the the moon theme and say, "Oh man, I can compose a hip hop track around that, or something similar, or compose some lyrics to that, or to a similar melody or similar yeah. feeling." And so, I definitely would think it was it was Ducktales that did a lot of. Uh, insp- inspiring for me creatively to get me kind of where I am. It's interesting, and it's it's interesting now that hip hop and video games is kind of like this subculture around it. Like uh, quite a few different people have tried that now. It wasn't a really thing at all back then, but I think like it's it's gotten its own little following in the remix community. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Zachary, what is the time video game music has inspired you? <laughs> Yeah, like, it's weird, like, this question was the one that, like, gave me the most trouble because it's hard for me to, like, think of a time because, like, yeah. you know, like, I, or, I mean, because, like, uh, unlike you guys, like, you know, like, I actually, like, you know, don't make music, like, at all. Like, I've tried playing music, I mean, like, you know, back in the past, it failed for me miserably. You hate Guitar like, Hero, even. All times, 
And so my <laughs> Agno, uh, so I actually turned um, uh, to writing. And but mm-hmm. I've uh, like you know, but I do have I, I, I guess like a, um, a a habit to where like I'll put on like a game soundtrack or something while I'm writing. And yeah, I have found a lot of the times that like that like when I actually have something playing the tone and uh, the direction that I'm pay- that I'm going to, you know, take a piece in will, like, change halfway through based upon, like, what's playing. Yeah. And it's, and it's really weird, and, but, 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 like, it doesn't really cool. Like, I mean, I, I think I remember, like, writing something about a year ago where I was listening to, like, the Final Fantasy IX soundtrack, and, like, the entire, like, theme of my whole piece just, like, it, like, shifted as soon as the battle theme started playing. For, uh-huh. for, like, some strange reason. I have no idea why still, but, but I mean, like, I'm guessing it's because of the song might have, you know, like, it, like, it, like, just triggered something in my head. Well, man, it's because music I- is emotion, essentially. So do you remember what that, um, what that piece was about, Zach? Um, let's see here. Um... I think it might have been something about like identity in games or something, mm. and I think it started off as I like, yeah, I think I, I think I like began it as you know more or less just wanting to, I guess, like something very simple, something that I guess you know something that I mean like you know you might see on like you know a dozen sites here and there but then mm-hmm. like that song like somehow like it coerced me into being like more personal and like more like aggressive in terms of like what I wanted to say yeah that mm-hmm. does make sense and you got like 500 xp when you finished the article <laughs> <laughs> um steven you got a moment um yeah i got a moment <laughs> Um, yes, I would say that a fairly recent, um, for a fairly recent encounter of this would be when I was taking a couple of dogs for a walk. Um, I'm a pet sitter, so I do that a lot. <laughs> and it was in one of the rare morning shifts um, right. that I took on. And I had been listening to Morrowind music oh, um, all the way to the, uh, to the visit. Um, and so I wasn't even listening to it anymore. I didn't have headphones on. I just, it was just birds and dogs clicking their toenails on the, on the cement. Um, but I just kind of kept humming it in my head. And there's something about Morrowind music makes the world seem like Elder Scrolls. And so it doesn't just seem like a tree anymore. It doesn't just seem like a path. It seems like a tree that can hold many mystical adventures behind it, or a path that will never truly end. Or a cliff racer right above you. No cliff racers, Mm. not in my imagination. And there's something like, something really special about that music, Mm. how it reminds you that life isn't all that different from Elder Scrolls. (laughs) So that's kind of my moment. Um, There are a lot more that are similar to that, but that's the one I remember. And that was, like, pretty recent, right? Oh, maybe five months ago. Oh, that's not that recent. I thought it was recent. Well, and not, <laughs> it's not just, like, childhood or something. Oh, like. yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. I've been trying to rack my brain for a specific moment, and that's the difficulty with this question, is it's uh, it's not at all, you know, general. It is saying, what is one specific moment that music inspired you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough question. Um... And I've been trying to come up with the right answer to that, because I'm sure there's a correct one out there somewhere. Um, Probably not, actually. Dang it. I mean, I don't know if this is... I can't remember a lot about the specific moment, but I do remember driving and listening to music, which is something I do a really, uh, really, really often, pretty much any time I'm driving, and I do a lot of driving. Um, I was listening to Knight's music, which I love oh, to do. I already like this story. And it's just... It makes me. It makes me appreciate just the world more when I listen to that music. And I remember that's, it just. Say again, Stephen. I was just going to say that's a a really sort of almost obvious but um, well put uh, explanation of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. And it just 
it made me happier to be a part of the world and inspired to be to make my life more like that music was. Because you kind of realize, maybe you don't, but I kind of realized that when I listen to music like that, there's someone out there who is sitting at a desk or in a chair or what what have you creating that music. Mm-hmm. And then it was brought forth into the world, and now thousands and millions of people have been able to hear it for thousands and millions of hours. Yeah, and when that happens, I'm inspired to do the same in the music I make. Um, right. And that happens when I'm listening to Nights. That often happens when I'm listening to um, to uh, anything June Sano does from Sonic games. Uh, and uh-huh. I just love that that upbeat creative and so characteristic style that he has in everything he does. He didn't work on nights, but um, no. Sega but... generally tends to have that, that sort of feeling for me across the board for what they do. Uh, but, okay, asking Raheem, who clearly makes more music than any of us by far, <laughs> what, what, when you're, like, when you're listening to music, what, what makes you sit up and, you know, want to go do it yourself? Other than DuckTales. <laughs> Other than DuckTales. Well, um... It's it's weird because when I am creating, I try not to think about music that I've listened to because I wound up creating it and copying it. Yep. <laughs> so it's really weird. So when I am creating, I make sure I'm not listening to music. I'm just just experiencing life or reading or just things like that. Um, I just kind of reminisce. I kind of just use a lot of memory to create a lot of feelings to create music. But um when I when I want a certain feel though, you know, I love stuff that's like very lush. I love things that that change up, you know, m- multiple changes and and within music is something I'm a big fan of. And um but most of it's emotion for me though. I I just write based on how I feel and and you know, and I have to stay away from the music that inspires me. Um I listen to a lot of uh, Nujabez. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his stuff, but Nujabez and Fat John did a lot of the um, Samurai Champ Blue stuff. Oh, right. And, um, yeah. So I listened to a lot of that stuff um, for inspiration. Uh, when I was in Japan, I bought the Bravely Default soundtrack. I really liked that. I had a good time yeah. listening to that one. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that stuff, you know, the more I listen, the more I want to try to create it. So I try to, <laughs> I have to stay away from it for a while before I create. Oh yeah. And um and yeah, I think it's it's a lot of feeling for me and less less, you know, direct inspiration because it's so easy to to draw that line. I mean, a lot of the composers I know, they do that. They're like, "Well, I was thinking of Mega Man Stage 2 of Wily's Castle when I wrote this, you know, and things <laughs> like that." You know, and yep. there's a lot of times where you just sometimes you can't tell, but other times you can. And so I I get so afraid of that. So I try to stay away from that stuff. I use a lot, I do a lot of eight bit stuff. So naturally, when um when chip uh, any new chip projects come about, I'm I'm like I'm studying them. Uh, Vert is probably like the most amazing chip guy out there. He just yep. did the Shovel Knight soundtrack, so I've been listening to that a lot. Um, and yeah, but I, my stuff I feel like it's so different because it is hip hop, and hip hop tends to be a little slower. Um, and it's. I can listen to that stuff and not get too inspired to copy because I feel like my stuff is so different, right. you know. So it, it's weird, you know. I can't really fully answer the question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I did, but is there it's lyrically? Is there any particular sources of inspiration you have for when you're writing your uh, your lyrics? Well, um, inspiration for writing lyrics. Not really. I listen to a lot of, you know, guys that I love that were great with lyrics, uh, Bob Dylan um, to, to Tupac, you know, so there, there could be anyone. But um, honestly, I feel like reading gives me a lot of a lot more inspiration for lyrics, you know, just in general, just just reading a narrative or some quotes and things will just inspire an entire song. And that's usually uh-huh. how. Yeah. Well, that's I, I can definitely relate with the whole being worried about unintentionally ripping someone else off thing. Um, Because going back to writing, like that would totally happen. Like I would start a new novel and I'd be so excited about it. And then I'd look back at the novel I'm trying to write and realize that I'm, I'm subtly shifting all of these plot elements and the whole feeling of the book to try to capture someone else's 
feeling that I enjoyed so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. It can definitely, I mean, to the point where I started to get paralyzed, I would just throw out all of my characters because I'm like, this is ripping off Count Dooku from Star Wars. This mm-hmm. is ripping off everyone else from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. it, it got to be like a real problem. Um, it's kind of hard to find that's that balance reason, between, um, oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, that's one reason covers are nice when it comes to music or like, uh, remixes. Because you're given license to pull from a song, but then you can experiment creatively from there. Um, so kind of, you know, if you, you're mm-hmm. literally taking the melody, you're making it out in the open, listen, this is a remix of a Mega Man song. So now I don't have to worry that I'm taking elements from that song. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're sort of in a creative slump and you just can't find a starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's all right. You can copy... This time, <laughs> I just know you're doing it, yeah. and you'll survive. I had to say, book um, remixes would be interesting, but that's fan fiction, I suppose. I or just the second draft. I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's the same same guy doing it. Um, Zachary. Yeah, uh, this was also kind of a weird thing. I mean, I guess it's a bit of a weird question for me, because um, like, I guess it's hard to like really think of times whenever music has inspired me to like you know be creative or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, well, we, I I do know like one specific moment, I guess, or other, or, or okay, I, I like or I mean like not a moment, but in terms of just like some music that that like always gets me in a mood to like write something or just make something has always been Dave Wise and like oh, uh-huh. yep. And just with his DK six hundred, especially with I mean like uh especially with like um uh it, I mean like in DKC two, um the track for Haunted Hall, which is just used once in the game, but like that's like that's like the haunted like like minecart level where like you're right, yeah, and right. that song like probably more than like any other like um uh, game song has just like it has like, uh, I guess, like um, uh, influenced my creativity in terms of where I typically, I guess, try to go for more like the darker, spookier side of things in fiction and stuff. And mm-hmm. that song has always just like really, like I guess, nailed the kind of like, I guess, like not like real, like um, uh, I mean, like. It's terror, but it still has like a bit of like a whimsical feel to it, and I guess uh-huh. that's that's kind of how like I always try to like do my fiction is always try to like you know like more like me like I love writing these like dark, spooky stories, but there's always a bit of whimsy to it, and that song yeah. has definitely always been kind of like the main thing that I always look for. That's really interesting, um, because I I think. Dave Wise is really, really good at making goofy things serious and serious things goofy. And it never felt like... I love Grant Kirkhope's music a ton. Grant Kirkhope is a master at making goofy things goofy. Exactly. Like, the Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack was just all goofy. The Haunted was all whimsy. It just had, like... Anything that was scary was purely, like, a trope. Um... Which it was an amazing song. Mad Mad Monster Mansion is a masterwork as far as I'm concerned, but it's a totally different, yeah. totally different game he's playing. Yep, I agree with you completely there. Um, I'm trying to think of other like uh, just general types of music that inspire me. Are there any for you, Stephen? Um, creatively, I mean, I've already kind of talked about it, but Morrowind, mm-hmm. like anything that sounds like a wandering orchestra that's making it, it feels like you're walking through some forest exploring. Yeah. Um, because as we've talked about recently um, on our episode about emotion um, with Mike Bresnick, um, my favorite emotion to, to, to encounter in video games is that of wonder or discovery. And I feel like oftentimes with music, it's the same way if I need to create yep. something. Um, now, here's, here's an inter- interesting question for you, Brian. Yes. Um, the next question is about music that inspires you personally or emotionally. Spoiler. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what kind of game music inspires you personally or emotionally? Okay. Continue. So how, how do you, cause creativity is, is, is personal and emotional to me. So how am I supposed to separate this? Well, I mean, there's one thing that that you like go to, to say, now I want to make art, but it's another thing just like when it applies to your life outside of creating art, I think those are 
for a lot of people, fairly distinct things. Like, you know, knights, that doesn't inspire me creatively all the time, but just in that term of that, that joy it captures um, is absolutely something that inspires me personally. Um, I think Elder Scrolls is another great example of how you mentioned on your walk, giving you that kind of sense of exploration. That's something that's a very big personal um, inspirer, I guess that's a word, inspirer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, trying to think of other things that really do it. I think like... Um, Different Zelda uh, soundtracks have done the same thing. It's it does similar to what um, the Elder Scrolls does in that idea of just kind of giving you a sense of uh, it's it's similar to what the games themselves accomplish in that it gives you a sense of another world that's just beyond your day to day and getting caught up in what you're doing every day and instead of getting caught up in something yeah. that's that seems grander and more um, adventurous and more full of possibilities than you tend to find yourself thinking. Okay, uh, this is actually the one question that I actually had, or I mean, like, um, uh, as soon as I read it, I actually had something, and then yeah. I realized oh, that it would actually be pandering a lot to our guest. Um, <laughs> um, so back as a senior in college, that was actually when um, uh, Black Materia, like, came out. Um and, like, that album, uh, just like, you know, just thank you so much, Mega Ray, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for that album. It was, wow, it was amazing. <laughs> um, but, like, um, on that day five years ago was, like, the best track for me on that whole album. Yeah. You ever wish you never were born, thinking you can't weather the storm? That's exactly where I reside, and I don't want to commit homicide. Everything I thought was the truth was all just a lie, I'm proud of my pride. And if I don't achieve what nobody believes I can achieve, then we all gonna die. Either outcome is horrible, of course, but if we both go, it's more for the course. I think about the slums I'm from, folks are out there fighting over crumbs. And I can't do a thing to assist it, the distance is broke, I can't fix it. I struggle to find the truth, and the more I know, I get more confused. Travel the world and back, and still I know nobody that can ever walk in my shoes. Searching for who I think is the enemy, every day he reminds me more of me. So to anyone I ever did wrong, I wish you well, break your live long. As for me, my choice was made way back in the day, that's what I say. And like, and so basically like, when I go back and listen to, like, um, to the original song, I like, I can like, hear your lyrics there too and it like I mean mean, like in which I mean like back during that time in college I was going through like a really bad time and that song just like really helped me out a lot so like just and so like both versions now just like they're very much like it's very much like a uh, lift me up kind of song oh wow I'm wow I'm so glad to hear that thank you um that was one probably there's probably two on that album and that's one of them that I feel are probably a little more personal than the rest. I mean, it, it's just, they it got a little deeper than just recreating the story elements of Final Fantasy seven. Right. Um, but it was just one about, I mean, just the, the whole narrative of just forgetting your past or wishing you could forget your past or thinking that your past was something that you, you know, that it actually wasn't. Um, and just that that whole entire narrative just uh, inspired me to kind of take that into a whole different place. And uh, that's definitely one of the more emotional songs on the on the project. So thank you so much for for even noting that. Like, that's that's awesome. Pandering is that's totally true. allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, one soundtrack that I haven't heard yet. I don't know if it's just emotional or if it would also be inspirational i i'm curious is to the moon um because the story <laughs> seemed like it was very inspirational and right yeah i mean like the music is like so i guess like um uh i guess like um, uh, interwoven with that game that like it's hard to like detach the music from the game yeah yes to it as like, like you know like um uh i mean like um at I mean, like, I'm um, as like, a separate thing. But I will say, though, that the end song in that game still makes me cry. So, so <laughs> I guess there's that. 
It inspires you to shed tears. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't know how much that music for me is inspirational. It's very emotional, mm. but I think that's a different thing. In fact, I was. You need to play that game because we need to talk. About I know, but the, it, I was not like satisfied with the ending. I, really, I, I felt like I wouldn't have made that choice. And so for me, it wasn't like I'm inspired. I'm like, why did you do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. It's, <laughs> Um, so it's going a bit long here, so I'm going to jump ahead past uh, question five. I'm just going to go through uh, six here real quick. What's your primary motivation when creating art of your own? Uh, can you define the question? What's your primary motivation? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the idea of like when you're making something, why are you making it? Oh, man. You're going to jump me. I haven't read this yet. You haven't um, read the outline? <laughs> I, I like I glanced I was uh, in a rush today. Yeah, that's okay. Um okay, my primary motivation for creating something, um for me it's you don't often have to be the first to answer if you're But I just thought of it. Okay. It's often that I um have loved exploring um other worlds and the minds of other people so much that I want to create something that um I want to create something that can kind of be one of those things, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, if I read something like The Lord of the Rings, or I see, like, some incredible movie or playing an incredible game, then I am, I am so amazed that I was able to meet those characters and journey to those places, especially with fiction for me, that I want to have one that I can go back to any time and mess with however I want and sort of have that experience even more sure. personally. Sure. Um, what about you, Raheem? Um, wow. This is a good one. Um, uh, it's going to sound pretty corny, but I'm just thinking about something or creating something that will live longer than I will. A legacy. You know, and, and that's always what I'm thinking about, a legacy. Just creating something that will stand on its own and will stand the test of time. Um, and, you know, everything, I guess, isn't, or not everything. Everything's not created for that reason. But overall, when I am creating something, I'm creating it and with the thought of, um, will this live on beyond the length of time that I'm pushing it out to people? You know, so uh, I want it to have legs. So that's like, really what I'm about. Of just the longevity or specifically the type of effect it would have on people going forward? Just uh, the, the type of effect, usually. I always think of an emotion fuels pretty much everything I create. Mm-hmm. And whether it's an emotion of, of triumph or sadness or just, um, but there's always an emotion in there. And I want someone to say, well, if this is the song that I'm going to play when I'm feeling on top of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the song that I'm going to play when I'm sad or when I'm getting married or something like that so hopefully not at the same time maybe not at the same time but <laughs> but yeah i want to i want to i've had a couple people you know contact me and tell me that well more than a couple but quite a few who tell me you know i play your songs when i'm going through something or you know to help me get out of that and that's really what i've begun to associate with is just positivity and um and so yeah it makes me feel good when people can tell me that you know i was in a bad mood and then i played that song you did, you know, and those feelings, when the nostalgia came back and, and, and it just reminded me of a better time and too, that it just, it just brought me to a whole new place, you know? And so that's what I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking of creating and, um, it's, it's very cathartic and a lot of times it's almost, uh, depressing what creates the moment, you know, but, mm-hmm. but what, but the end result is usually something super positive and, and, you know, and hopeful for the future. So that's usually, that's definitely my, uh, my motivation. Oh, I, I like that answer. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was way better than mine. <laughs> no, uh, Mr. Walton, Mr. Zachary. Yeah. Um, so it's actually going to be kind of embarrassing, I guess, though. I mean, like to admit, but like, I was actually like super shallow back when I like first started to like, you know, get into creating things. Um, mm-hmm to, I guess, where my first thought was to where, like, you know, it was more of a, like, wow, I'm going to get, like, you know, so popular and so rich from this. And, <laughs> and, it and, then, it, and then it ends up uh, me getting, like, and, and, 
And then usually my projects end up with me getting like neither of those. Um, mm. And mm. I mean, like it was actually like, you know, like, I mean, like it was like really stressful there. And like, and it was just me questioning why I was even like, I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, like, why I was even, like, trying to make these things if I wasn't, you know, like, going to get something out of it mm-hmm. until, you know, I mean, like, until I began to actually, like, you know, look at why people make things. And I guess it turned more into, like, I now create more for myself, really, in terms of, like, just things that I want to to see and do. And, like, I found that, like, now I'm having more fun actually just in the creative process now that I am going with the idea that I'm making stuff for me and nobody else. Yes. You're making things That's actually, for the thing itself rather than for what the reward will be yeah. for making it. That makes I sense. think that's really important because both Brian and I have been just creating weird stuff, all like stories and well, Raheem, it's funny you mentioned that, um, that tape cassette because we did the same thing. We had a tape mm-hmm. cassette and yeah. we weren't even didn't even think to like put it into a VCR or anything. We just do audio let's plays. Oh yeah. And no, no one would ever listen to it or ever want to, but I guess we just got really used to the idea of creation for the sake of creation. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's helped us and in a way hindered us because we, it's awesome that we just enjoy creating all of these different projects and podcasts and stories and music and whatnot. Um, just because we like to, but on the other hand, we forget to put any effort whatsoever into telling people about it, <laughs> and so then no one ever yeah. listens to it or or sees it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's interesting to see that, Zach. Um. I mean, for me, I think my motivation for create creativity depends on the thing I'm creating, um, or like the type of medium I'm using for writing. My reason is often very similar to yours, Stephen. I just like to. I like to be something and someone else for a time. I like, I very much like getting a broader perspective than just what my own limited mm-hmm. one is. And writing as other characters is one of the best ways I found to do that. Um, so that you really get to explore a completely different mindset that, in ways, is just as valid as yours. And you right. kind of have to trick yourself into, yeah. So I find that super enjoyable for music. It's interesting because right now I primarily write music to um, test myself, and it's kind of a self um, self expression to an extent, but also just something that I'm working to get better at. Because I don't necessarily think the music I make is good enough that other people are going to enjoy it that much with so much other music out there. Um, I'm still learning, in my, at least in my opinion how to really make music. So it's still a very personal thing for me because I'm not really to the point where I think publishing it would have that much value for other people. Uh, it's something, I, if I wrote music one day that was inspirational to other people and was interesting to other people, that would be great. But right now it's kind of just a personal thing for me because I think I'm still learning to get to that point. Um, so that's kind of where I am creatively. For podcasts and stuff, I mean, all sorts of different reasons. Uh, for disembodied voices, I basically just love to talk to uh, Stephen and Zach and uh, Cameron about video games. So. Did you almost forget Cameron's name? <laughs> no. I remember okay. it. It's Cameron, Good. right? Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, for this one, it's very much a desire to... I feel like video game music is something that people love to just sit down and talk about, but it's almost always either A, an artist is getting interviewed and just has to talk about, like, what album they're working on and answer it's questions and not really have any back and forth and just, you know, mm-hmm. do the interview dance or it's kind of just in a video game podcast. It'll be touched upon briefly, but not really given that much time because likely not enough of the people on the podcast are that interested in it. Um, there are also podcasts where, you know, people will play a song, analyze it, play a song, analyze it. And I love those as well, but I really wanted a place where people could just talk about video game music for a while in kind of a longer form. So that's what really inspired me to do. This is just give people an outlet to talk about what they love. Um, yes. And hear people talk about it. So I think, like I said, it does differ by project. So those are some of my answers. That's cool. Yeah. I I just wish, I mean, I guess I do have the time. If I were to, were to give it the time, I wish I would give myself the time to learn just a little bit of music creation. Because mm. I feel like 
what unlimited potential that would be. Oh yeah, there it's a wonderful world because even if you make you can make something super simple. You can just make a single instrument playing a melody, and it uh, it's it's a unique way of of creating. It's so like intangible. Um. It's not just like writing something down. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Yeah. Let's let's not try to describe music. Take that. Yeah. Question seven. What is music? Oh, okay. No. Question <laughs> seven. <laughs> how do you go about sharing music that you love? Well, see, I uh, make a podcast, <laughs> and then I invite Mega Ran onto the podcast, and then we say Grant <laughs> Kirkhope and and uh, Vert yeah, every and, episode. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of Vert uh, here and there. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Uh, Raheem, how do you go about it? Um, well, I mean, social media is the thing for, you know, that's where everybody is. Everybody hangs out. So when I'm when something moves me, I immediately take to social media. I'll tweet it, Facebook it, put it yep. on Tumblr, everything, and let people know. But if I'm really, really into it, then I'll just personally email my friends like, dude, you got to see this. Like, so that's, that's usually when I'm really, really into something, you know, that's the, the next level. Yep. So if I call someone and say, or text them and say, oh my God, have you heard this? You know, then, then they know it's pretty serious. <laughs> you know? But, um, but yeah, I mean, every day, usually at least once a day, I try to make a point to post music or something that isn't my own, that inspires me or that I, you know, that I saw or heard, and it was really interesting to me in whatever way. So every day I try to make a point to do that. Today it was Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. That's... His um his his grammar song was was right on point. So I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> pretty great. <laughs> I'm That's cool. That I, I'm I mean I'm sort of the same way I guess. Um, I feel like sometimes I'll get very excited about a discovery, usually about some obscure Sega song. Um, but I feel like I won't have anyone to tell. Hey, oh, I maybe already know Brian, maybe Brian will be interested, but even then, I don't know. Like, for example, um, about a week ago, I was listening to Radio Sega, which just shuffles through all kinds of, um, like, the entire collection of Sega. There is your uh, catered radio station. That's the only exactly, one which is, this is why I get into that chat room sometimes and people care what I, what I have to say. Um <laughs> But I the the Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz theme song for the Wii started playing, <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> it was I had to tell people it had this guitar solo, and it was just on the tip. There was music that inspires you. Yeah, totally. And I got really excited and realized no one will ever care about this. <laughs> and and so I really depressed. I got onto the Transition 8 account, then I tweeted it out, and no one said anything about it, but at least I got it out there. <laughs> at least I'm sharing it to the masses. <laughs> so when I get really excited about music, I have to tell someone about it. It's just ingrained in my psyche. I have to let someone know so they can share the magic be as like well. a hotline for this, like the music <laughs> obsession hotline, where if you're just enjoying music so much, you call them that it's like they pretend to know what you're talking about. Which is why I've been secretly, um, throughout all of our guests, um, and all the people we're meeting doing Train Station, I am keeping a, a top secret list of people who don't hate modern Sonic music. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to invite all of them to a, a modern Sonic podcast, and we're all going to understand each other and high-five and stuff. <laughs> all right, put me in the list. <laughs> You're the only one on the list. Right. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. Uh, what about you, Zachary? I mean, like... I guess it's the same as, you know, most people, you know, mm-hmm. I usually just, like, you know, go through the social media channels, but, I mean, like, anybody who follows me, like, on Facebook or on Twitter knows that I post a lot of music, and there are some nights to where I am just, like, posting song after song after song. Uh, I do I remember mean, sometimes getting, like, Steam messages from you saying, like, this Yes, and I also something. do occasionally uh, do send Brian a Steam message here or there, because I know that he typically has similar taste in music like to my own and so I will share with him something that I found that I think it is cool that he might like. Yeah, I've got some great recommendations from you like the uh, infected mushrooms I hadn't heard of them before. Um so oh oh I loved the EP for um Knife Party. I believe what it is. Yes. Yeah. That was fantastic. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed some of the stuff you shared. 
Um, all right, then. That is a wrap for everything but our last question here. Um, what have you been working on, a.k.a. plug all of your projects? Mm-hmm. We're going to let our guests go first here. So, Raheem, what have you been doing? Oh, man, I've been touring like crazy, but um, and I'm actually planning another tour. So nice. I'll be at San Diego Comic Con doing an event pretty much every night of that week. Uh, cool. One of those events uh, particularly is important. It's Friday, which is, gosh, I don't remember the date now. It is <laughs> uh, 25th, maybe? Yes, that was it. The 18th, yeah. 25th? Yes. So the Friday is 25th. Okay. Okay, um, I'll be doing a release party for my vinyl record, which is uh, the Call 8-Bit Anniversary Edition. It's a chiptune version of my very first album, which was not a not a chip album at all, but it was. It's everything's been remixed by a good friend of mine, Cough and Pop, and it, the first ever copies of this vinyl red limited record will be at Comic Con on that day. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be hanging out from 5 to 7, signing them and playing some songs from them and things like that. Um, in addition to doing a panel on comics and hip-hop with a couple of my favorites um, out there on Thursday. Hmm. Um, after that, I just announced an August tour with some friends of mine. Oh, wow. Uh, Kay Murdoch, um, Tribe One, and Doug Funny. We'll be traveling through the southeast United States and ending in Texas um, from August seventh hey. to sixteenth. Uh, we're ending in Dallas. We're doing Austin then Dallas, so it'll be a lot of fun. And that's called the Opposite of War tour, which is um, yeah. There's posts everywhere all about it now. Um, so in, t- in addition to that, I'm working on a new project. It probably won't be available till like next year. I'm really pouring my heart and soul into this new album, and I just want to release it the right way. So I feel like I'm going to hold on to it a little bit, but I have released um, one single from it called Infinite Lives with myself and D&D Sluggers oh. of the of Hot Banana fame. <laughs> and, um, and that's out now. It's all over my SoundCloud, which is Mega Ram Music. And, yeah, that's, that's it for now. There's so much stuff going on, but, yeah. but everything will be updated at Twitter, which is at Mega Ram. Awesome. So that's that's the main place people should find you, right? Yes. Mega Ran. Very cool. Uh, Zachary. Yeah, uh, I don't have much, but I do have one thing that I do want to kind of tease a little bit for for your listeners. Um, So, yeah, within the next few weeks, uh, we should have something up, which it actually doesn't have a name yet. But uh, Stephen and I are going to be um, exploring the world of the kooky and crazy Japanese like cartoons. Um, I'm so excited for animation. um, it is uh, going to be kind of a show to where I I like a lot of anime and watch way too much of it, and Stephen kind of hates it. So it's He's going to uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. going to be kind of a fun thing to where I'm going to uh, um, subject him to some of the best and the worst that the media now has let's, to offer. Let's mm-hmm. be fair, Zachary. I appreciate anime. I just hate all the anime you like. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, showing him a lot of the stuff that he will most likely hate. And that's going to be the best. Yep, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This is a show I'm legitimately interested in watching when it is out. <laughs> um, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Should be recording pretty soon this week, I think. So yes. I don't know when we'll have yep. it up though. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, Steven? Uh, well, oh, wait, wait, like... wait, wait. One last thing. Zachary, yeah. people will find you. You're Phazon Masher at Twitter, right? Yes. Yes. You can find oh. me on Twitter at Phazon Masher. I'm also on you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and Pinterest. And I'm looking for a job. So, you know, LinkedIn folks, hit me up. <laughs> that is Zachary Walton. He writes stuff <laughs> and knows a lot about games. So, um, possibly too much. Possibly too much, yes. Steven. Um, well, I feel like I need to make a correction, because okay. last episode, I believe I said we had two new Whales or Whales projects in the works. Okay. Um, I think we actually have three or something. <laughs> <laughs> so right. we have a bunch of new stuff. Um, some of it is almost ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is ready to go. We just don't have time to make it go. Yeah. Um, and only one of them are related to video games. Is that the thing with Zach? 
No, I don't. Or are none of them related to video games? No, none of them are related You're to right. video games. Wow, That's we're really branching out. Games. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, um... Hmm. We should have more to say about that later. For now, it's just more transition at eight. Yes, more transition at eight. Um, that's kind of our big project going right now. Um, and of course, you can follow us at, us at Transition at Eight on Twitter. Yeah. Um, or just go to whalesorwhales.com to find all of our projects. Sure. Um, personally, you can find me at Stephen Kelly 180 on Twitter, and Brian um, can be found at Lord Meldor. Two R's at the end. Uh, that's kind of it. iTunes. You mentioned iTunes. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Train Station at 8 on iTunes. It'd be super helpful if you subscribed and left a review even. That would be amazing. That would be yeah. so great. We'll read the review on the show and say thank you and all those amazing things that podcasters do. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are so grateful. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, I thought you were going to say because we are so great. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I have to take a step back. Man. Yeah, we are a little so humble. great. Attitude helps. Speaking of being so great, thank you to our guests today. Um, thanks for coming, Zachary. Yeah, no problem. And thank you. Yes, it has been. And thank you, Raheem. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, I think that's everything we need to do in the outro, so thank you, Stephen. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here as always. Thank you, me. No problem. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next week, say goodbye to the monkey porter.